it really was like a pop into what almost felt like being in outer space mm. or perhaps even like being under the ocean, you know, mm. that kind of feeling of just really disembodied. Like you nice. just are not aware of your body at all anymore. Whoever said life is short wasn't trying hard enough. Welcome to Dead Set on Living, a lifestyle podcast that takes you off the beaten path of health and wellness and highlights unique ways to live a longer, stronger, and more fulfilling life. Now, here's your badass host who once fought the Loch Ness Monster in Scotland and won, Lynn Bravo. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Dead Set on Living podcast. I'm Lynn Bravo, and I'm joined once again by Michelle Smy-Hughes. Hi, Michelle. How are you today? Hi, Lynn. <laughs> so if you're like Michelle and I, you're always on the lookout for different ways to stay healthy and achieve balance and consistency. And as a result, we've found a number of ways to achieve these goals. So today's episode will be all about these life hacks that we've discovered and incorporated into our daily lives. So, Michelle, uh, we've got all sorts of life hacks we'd like to share today. And uh, what do you think we should start with today? Because you have so many of them. If you wanted to ask me what I'd be excited to talk about, <laughs> would be salt baths. Okay. Because yeah, I think that's that. something that's so simple for people. Tell me about how you've incorporated salt baths into your world. For me, I've always enjoyed a bath. But salt baths... Uh, began for me sort of as a practice, as a daily practice, mm -hmm. uh, years ago, probably 17 years ago when I was ill and I was taking treatments that were fairly toxic. And so through my research, because, you know, it was impacting how I felt physically, I discovered that Epsom salt baths were helpful in removing toxins. Mm -hmm. And so I started the practice, you know, very innocently of adding them to my bath and taking time every day to relax into a nice hot, warm, hot bath with Epsom salts. And through that practice, what I learned and what I felt in my body was a relaxing of the muscles, less pain. Uh, but I also found a lot of emotional release in the bath. Mm. And I love finding things that have that combination of not only that physical uh, symptom relief, but then you can kind of tune into how emotionally you're feeling. And of course, at the time I needed some emotional healing. Mm -hmm. And what it really became was part of my practice of self-care or self-nurture. It's a way to allow myself to look after myself and sort of stepping back as I draw the bath, as I'm in the bath. And now it's something that I value in my life because, and how I measure things like that is when they're missing, how do I feel? So Epsom salts, I tend to use Epsom salts um, because I, I understand that it's healing properties. It can help relax and improve muscle function. I know I understand it helps with inflammation. I, I understand too that, that it contains magnesium and sulfate. Yes. And the magnesium, I understand, is very good in that it, it can be absorbed into the body. Mm -hmm. And your body will actually just absorb as much magnesium as it needs to. We, we, we all tend to be, in fact, most North Americans are magnesium deficient. Mm -hmm. So it is another way of incorporating magnesium into your body is by having the baths. And, uh, and your body will just absorb as much as it's deficient in, basically. Interesting, versus mm -hmm. taking it as a supplement, mm -hmm. taking it through the water. Mm -hmm. You have to be careful when you're using essential oils not to, to have uh, them directly exposed to your skin. So if you 
going to use it in a bath, you should mix it with olive oil or coconut oil or some mm -hmm. other carrier oil, and then you can slip that into your bath. But one of my favorite things is to, in the summer especially, um, is to harvest some herbs from the garden. So I love taking rosemary, thyme, and oregano, for example, cutting it and bringing it in and putting a big bunch of it in a pot and filling it full of water. And then I bring the water to a boil and then put the lid on it and then just let it simmer for a little while and then let it steep. So by the time the evening rolls around, it's time for the bath. I just put all that uh, herbal infused water dumped into the bath along with all the other hot water. And it's just delightful. Like it really does feel like you're just lying in a herb garden. And also if you have scented flowers, you can also harvest like roses, for example, do the same thing, like steep it in water, like to make a rose tea basically, yeah. and then place that and having a rose water bath is like awesome as well. Yeah. This is why I like having these conversations because you take what I'm doing and you take it to another level. I have to tell you a story. Okay. Just I, I just remembered it. about this. Uh, I used to live in Lowville at one time and uh, when my son was young. And I got an old clawfoot bathtub and I put it outside my back door. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> when I needed to fill the bathtub, I was able to feed a line through a window into where the laundry room was. So I was able to hook it up to the laundry tub and then I could fill it up with hot water, mm -hmm. warm water. And I, and I, the, I used to bathe all the time outside when that happened, when I had that Incredible. opportunity. So you'd fill up the bathtub, you could do the same thing, oils and scents or, or, or bubble bath or whatever yep. you want to do. And then you'd be lying outside in a clawfoot bathtub just open to nature and so it was like a hot tub experience but yes. so different because lying in a clawfoot bathtub is just a different feeling altogether oh, I imagine. and lying with the stars and that and I used to do it even in the dead of winter because I had a hot water source from inside the house I'd fill it up and it'd be it could be minus 20 mm -hmm. outside put it nice and hot and just go lie out there and watch the stars and to see them all the meteorites from the falling stars and oh it was just the most amazing experience that's, to do that's that. That's really another level and I think, you know, I'm imagining it beside my hammock. Yeah, outside, because but... you can do it in anywhere yeah. in town, right? Anyone yeah. who has a, an outside space, there's no reason why you couldn't slip a bathtub out there. <laughs> oh, a little tip on that too. I harvested bags and bags and bags of herbs out of my garden and froze them. Really? So in January, I can still make my herbal tea oh. out of the out of the uh, herbs in on a pot and still have my herbal bath in the dead of winter. Really? So mm -hmm. do, you, do you have to dry them first or you nope. just freeze them? Okay. Just freeze, I just cut them down. I had literally like garbage bags full of them. Yes. And I just put them in the big freezer and uh, you, it works perfectly. And they hold their, their, their all the uh, scents are still really held very well in frozen herbs. So it's it really is the same experience as having it in the summertime. So I think we've given everyone uh, some some inspiration on on the benefits of having a, a nice bath. I, I was thinking in terms of when you were talking about the experience you have in the bathtub, and and it really is almost meditative in yes. a way. And I thought maybe we could talk a little bit more about some other things that you and I both do regarding meditation, because yes. that's something that a lot of people say, oh, you know, I can't, I can't mm -hmm. quiet my mind. I haven't got the time. I don't have the inclination to do any sort of meditation. Mm -hmm. So perhaps we could both share some of our experiences with that. Would Would you like to? Yeah, I would love it. And actually, I was thinking about that because often I will meditate in the bath if, mm -hmm. if that's you know, I don't always, but sometimes I do. That might be part of what I do mm -hmm. in there. So I was thinking about meditation. And yeah, I think for meditation, I, I often feel like I'm sort of a newborn baby in some aspects of my life. As a practice, as something that I was looking to incorporate in my life regularly, I started about seven years ago. And at the time, my intention was to meditate. 
whatever that meant. Mm -hmm. And I would be by myself and try to go in and quiet my mind. And so like a lot of people, it was very difficult for me. And so I may go in and I may spend a half an hour and may never receive any, in the beginning, any kind of quiet it would just be a lot of more obvious chatter in my mind, or I may get five minutes or I may find my mind wandering or I may fall asleep or whatever happened. But over the years, it's morphed for me, uh, where my meditative practice is anything that brings me inward and away from my outer world. And so it takes different forms. Mm-hmm. Um, it may just be a practice of meditative gratitude. Um, just going through my life. It may be a practice of of pure silence where I go into a space that has sort of a depth and a quality of nothingness, um, which is is sort of peaceful. Mm-hmm. Or it may be into a connective state where I'm sort of just listening and speaking to my, I guess, my other other side. Yeah. Yes. I, I feel like there's there's something for everyone when it comes right. to meditation, right? I don't think it's uh, difficult to find something that's going to work for you depending on how busy you, your mind is and, and how much control over that you feel like mm-hmm. you, you can exert. For me, one of the easiest things for meditating is just taking a few minutes, like just to stop. Don't breathe in any particular way. Just mm-hmm. breathe. Like just mm-hmm. breathe normally. But focus on your breathing. Mm-hmm. Like just, just because as soon as you have to focus, you can't multitask very easily in your head. So as soon as you're, as soon as you're able to focus on something different, then the chatter tends to mm-hmm. disappear. So if you really just concentrate on listening and watching your breathing, and just, and every time your mind drifts, just come back to oh, breathing, breathing, mm-hmm. and just keep focusing on that. You over time, you can gradually increase that, and then I can put, do it quite easily now, where I can go minute several minutes and just be sitting there or standing there anywhere anywhere mm-hmm. and just breathing it's a very relaxing mm. experience to do that and it, it's also a great sort of starting point for meditation because it's so simple to do and you don't get upset or angry with yourself if thoughts right. come in you just always just quietly come back to listening and watching your breathing and just it's actually kind of cool because you really think this is marvelous how my body just knows how to do this all by itself. Yeah. And you can kind of become intrigued by the act of breathing. Yeah. And, and it's a great place to start. I also then um, moved on from that eventually and became interested in TM or transcendental meditation. Mm-hmm. My husband has, was uh, as a, as a young man in his teens, his mother actually had him and his three siblings taught how to do transcendental meditation at a young age. And he's, incorporate that into his life and and i i believe like everyone says how cool calm and collected he is and even when he's dealing with so many stressful things he always seems to just be in a very calm state of mind and handles everything so well and and i think he would say he attributes that to his his transcendental meditation could you training. tell us a bit like just is there a way for you to explain what it is very briefly like so i could yeah, yeah. So, so I actually, because he had benefited so much from it, I decided I was going to go and learn how to do it. Mm-hmm. So it, you, the, the woman that I was taught by was the transcendental meditation instructor for the Hamilton area. She happened to be a math teacher at Mac University and she has holds two or three PhDs in math and so on. Just a brilliant woman. But she's been doing and teaching this for decades. And and it's so interesting learning about the science behind mm-hmm. transcendental meditation. In a nutshell, what you're doing is um, is you, you're just sitting in a chair, mm-hmm. relaxed but upright, uh, when, with your back supported in a good chair, you, with your feet flat on the ground, and you just sit with your hands on your lap. And you just go into a meditative state by just 
closing your eyes and just letting your mind go to a place of nothingness. That sounds easy to do, but right. it isn't. It is very right. difficult. And that's why the breathing helped me, like learning how to just be focused on my breathing was it was it was like the gateway to TM mm -hmm. for me. Because I'd sit there and I just focus on observing my breathing. After being taught, like there is a process of being taught, there's a mantra that you're given. Everyone gets their own specific mantra. So you can use that mantra and just keep repeating that You're given that a mantra word. or do you get to pick one? No, you're given one. Okay. The master gives you your own specific mantra mm -hmm. that, that she's been, been guided to give you. So once you've calmed your breathing, then you start repeating your mantra when you feel like you're in a, in a quiet state. You start Internally? In your mind, yeah, mm -hmm. quietly. And you just keep repeating this mantra over and over again. And at first, you, you're still aware of sounds and noises around you and, and you still sort of have a sensory experience of your surroundings, but eventually for me it was like it was like i just popped in fact it scared me the first time and i popped back out of the meditation because whoa what was that <laughs> but but when i when i was told to just trust that it's okay right. uh then then it really was like a pop into what almost felt like being in outer space mm. or perhaps even like being under the ocean you know mm. that kind of feeling of just really disembodied like you nice. just are not aware of your body at all anymore I wasn't aware of it, but apparently your respiration drops to yeah. very, so you might only be taking a few breaths a minute mm. because you're just in such a sedated state. Wow. It's just amazing. But you're just there. And again, it's hard to explain it, but it's like this dark blue or the blue abyss. And it feels like you're, in, you're weightless. You, you have no sense of physical at all. And you have no sense of anything. Like there's, you're not thinking about anything. You're just like, it really is the, f the feeling of being. Like you're, Lovely. Just, you're just being and there's, mm. there's nothing else but just mm. being. <laughs> Usually it lasts about 20 minutes and then you just come out and you sort of just wiggle your fingers and toes and just start moving again and you come out of it. Coincidentally, that's really you fast. just... That's 20 yeah, minutes is 20 a, minutes. a lovely... It's all it mm -hmm. takes is 20 minutes a day. So if you get up 20 minutes earlier, the first thing you do is sit up and, and get out of bed, go sit for 20 minutes, do your, your TM and then uh, and then start your day. And yeah. then you, if you can, you do it again at night. Ideally, you're doing it for 20 minutes as soon as you get up and just before you go to bed. And it's amazing how restorative it is. I yes. can't even be... Like I've done all kinds of meditation, mm -hmm. you know, lying uh, down and listening to a tape that's putting you in a meditative state. Yoga Nidra is another cool one that I do, but um, but nothing has been so restorative. Like you just feel brand new once you, you come out of a TM We've all heard of transcendental session. meditation, TM. Was it big in the 70s? Why do, why do we yeah, know Yeah, the yeah. Maharishi Yoga mm -hmm. was, I think, in the Beatles. Where yes. They, how oh, they, yes. They went and they learned how to do it and they mm -hmm. incorporated TM into their lives and so on. It's, it's a great method of meditating that, uh, that fits into a busy life because it really doesn't take that much time. Huh. Some other examples of ways people could meditate are like um, Tai Chi or mm -hmm. or Qigong. Mm -hmm. um, I know you and I have done some mm -hmm. Qigong classes yep. together. They definitely have an impact. Yeah, mm -hmm. they really do. Qigong is more about the energy of qi or moving qi in yes. your body. So you're trying to restore, rejuvenate or clear the bad energies mm -hmm. out of your body or the harmful energies and then restore and bring good in energy. And so if you're looking at sort of the meridian lines in your body, you're trying to clear those and then rejuvenate. And, and it's usually really 
related more to your organs as opposed to tai chi is is a slow movement of martial art mm -hmm. where you're actually doing martial art moves very slowly so it's kind of more of a physical thing qigong is more of an energy base yes. where you're moving the chi and establishing good chi and uh, when we learned we were learning medi what's called medical qigong so yes. you're actually looking at clearing and then restoring your organs yes. so we covered the lung the heart the spleen the kidneys liver. and the liver yep. yeah and i try and do that as often as i can i try and do it once a day but i must admit i don't always mm -hmm. stay, fit it in every day going through that can take anywhere from again minutes if just doing a few of the moves to doing a whole series of moves where you might be doing it for 20 minutes half an hour an hour depending on your time and your mood really but again i find it's amazing because it it really you really do connect to each of those organs yes. as you're doing it but you're also the whole process because it just becomes ingrained all the movements it's like you're it's like a really slow dance mm -hmm. with your energy mm -hmm. <laughs> and it again has a meditative aspect to it i find and, and yeah and just again i feel really restored and rejuvenated afterwards i would love to do it outside that's where i always do it. yes it's, it's amazing outside and in a group would oh, be beautiful yeah mm -hmm. yeah in a group and also like when you're doing the kidney one which is all related to water yes. it's the movement of water if you do it standing in the ocean <laughs> the ultimate experience oh really oh my i could God, do it in the amazing. lake or in the lake yeah, yeah you could do it in the morning wow yeah you, you, you yeah if you don't remember the kidney one i'll teach it to you again. oh yes and uh, and do that in the morning mm -hmm. and you would be amazed at how strongly that connects to your kidney and your whole water system in your body basically mm -hmm. and you and you feel like you've become at one with the water that you're standing in yeah. it's quite remarkable when you go through the tough things in life you know whether it's grief loss illness it's your marriage or your child or whatever, whatever life throws at you. This process of, of just being called to be connected to nature, I'm quite aware of that and how that can segue from something that might be sort of painful that you're going through. And it allows you to, to just completely remove the external pressures and burdens of that. So mm -hmm. in my experience, that's what's happened to me at different periods of my, that's how I, be, how I began my practice of incorporating that mm -hmm. would have been connecting to, wow, this is, this is something that's giving me relief and respite mm -hmm. and, and, and also calming me and allowing me to make decisions from, from a place that is, is healthy or good for, for me. Yes, so, yeah. so it's that meditation that allows that Mm -hmm. voice to be heard yes which is so sort true. of leading you out true which i true. love yeah so there's one hacks we've been talking and and i thank you for allowing me to share my hacks and and our hacks that we share together mm -hmm. but i've been really interested and i've been waiting for this hack and this is the uh baking soda and lemon mm -hmm. because i felt that i needed to have the whole deal and then after we finish here today and wrap then this is where i'm going so I'm excited to hear about this. So tell us about that practice. How is, how is that a life hack? Okay, this is just something I learned about recently myself. It was from a, a functional medicine therapist uh, that I saw. And also my friend who's a physicist does this as well. And he joined in and explained sort of from a scientific point of view why it's so good for you. And so I've started doing it and, and I I can't believe the difference it's made like in my life. But, but I want to 
to, to verify here too that there's not a, a, a ton of scientific evidence about mm-hmm. this, but but uh, even my niece who started doing it remarked on how she just she said it's just weird. I just feel so balanced. So what it what it involves is that when you get up in the morning, you take a the juice of half a lemon, so mm-hmm. squeeze the juice out of half a lemon, put it in a glass, eight ounce glass, and then add half a teaspoon of baking soda to okay. it. Uh, it's important that the baking soda be aluminum free, so a that. good quality mm-hmm. baking soda. It'll cause the action of uh, alkaline and acid mixing together, so it'll all fizz up. It might even fizz up right to the top of the the glass. You just let that reaction complete, and then you top up the glass to the top with water. So you're drinking eight ounces of of uh, activated water and and uh, or excuse me, baking soda and uh, and lemon juice. So you you drink that down, and it's the first thing you drink before you drink anything else. So you drink that, and then you could, I usually wait about half an hour, and then you can drink water and have tea and eat and do you whatever. You do this on an empty stomach in the morning, and right? first yep. thing, as soon as I get up, mm-hmm. first thing I do when I get up, before I do my is it t- transcendental meditation. That's my question. How does it taste? You wouldn't think so, right? But Mm-mm. it's really curious because Warren thought the same thing. My husband thought the same thing, but it's absolutely neutral because because it's an acid and a base put together, it neutralizes okay. to a middle ground and it doesn't taste sour like a lemon, nor does it taste you know salty, salty and, and yeah. baking soda-ish. Like baking soda. So it's just a neutral flavored water. And I just want to point out too that you should always consult with a doctor yes. before you try anything at all, you know, that's going to change the way you're, what you're eating and, and how you're eating mm-hmm. and so on. But I did talk to my doctor about it actually, and she saw no harm in doing it. So, so I have incorporated it into my life and it's, and it's amazing, but I wanted to stress that it's really important that you do it first thing in the morning and that you don't eat or drink for a short while right. after like half an hour, then you just eat and drink as you normally would for the rest of the day. What are you physically noticing or what is it what is it bringing to you? My niece, her, her word of terming of balance was a good one. Like yeah. I just feel, now, now I, I, I need to explain that I intermittent fast. I don't eat until around 12 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon and I eat in a six-hour window. Right. So I don't eat anything else after I've had that anyway. And But I feel like before when I wasn't doing it, I felt less, like balance is a good word because I felt... Like I wasn't completely stabilized. That there still felt like there was little mm-hmm. ups and downs in the morning, even though I wasn't eating anything. And I always do when I do my weightlifting and and resistance training. I do it in the morning, and I found that since I've been doing this, like I feel rock yes. solid. Like I, there's there's, I just feel so much more balanced and stronger mm-hmm. and 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 even like. I don't know what it's doing exactly, but it seems to be somehow stabilizing or moderating my my energy levels and my metabolism wow. in some, ha- some fashion. So I did, after I was told to do this, I, I just went on blind faith and did it without researching much about it. But since I've been doing it, I was fascinated by how beneficial it's been. And so I did do a little bit of research into what yes. it's actually doing. So I, I found that uh, this idea of using lemon and... Uh, and baking soda actually came from a, a Dr. Otto Warburg from 1931, okay. who was a Nobel Prize winner for cancer discovery. Mm. And he had determined a lot of this information. I find this really curious is that a lot of the times when I'm researching, I find that there's information coming out now that was buried. Like this, there's research about totally. cancer mm-hmm. that's coming from like 1931 because mm-hmm. he was all about the cancer and, and blows my mind that this stuff's been out there all this long and we just never heard about right. it. And there's a lot of conspiracy theories about why that is. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> which I won't accuse anyone of anything, but but you know, here it is all being it is pulled true. out. It is true. There's now a lot of from, stuff being pulled out mm-hmm. from the archives of history. You know, he discovered that by doing this daily, it helped. In his case, he was researching cancer, so it, it had a, a factors that have affected people and and how they were recovering from cancer and mm-hmm. so on as well. So some of the things that it it does is it improves digestion. So when you take it, it, it if you've got trouble with um, heartburn or indigestion yep. or gas or cramps and so on, it can help uh, reduce the effects of, of having any intestinal disorders or gut, stomach disorders like that. Nice. And, and all the way down into the gut, like it can help reduce inflammation in yep. the gut itself as well. So if we have got leaky gut or yeah. IBS or any of these yeah. sorts of things, it can help reduce the effects of that. The lemon juice is, 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 is some people will know that it tends to be a liver tonic. Of a lot sorts, of people do right? the lemon and water in the morning. That's exactly. Because yeah. I used to do lemon yeah. and water in the morning. I never thought of adding the baking soda, but the lemon juice is, it create causes the liver to make more mm-hmm. bile and it keeps your food moving and increases new nutrients absorption. Yep. So lemon and water is known to be very, very good for that. You don't so do that, any mineral water because I read there's a version where people use mineral water with the lemon and the baking soda. You just do the, the juice I just do, and the soda. Yeah, yep. and, 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 and yep. good quality water, yeah. Um, it can also help with weight loss and weight management. Um, like I, that, what I was saying about the workouts, I really noticed that you had I increased energy and it actually, when I read about it and started studying it more, mm-hmm. It actually does boost your metabolism um, and it decreases lactic acid production. So I was finding I just had more energy. I felt you really did feel like you were burning through through these workouts in a different way than I was before. And it's been shown to improve athletic performance and uh, delay fatigue and keeps and helps actually keep you more hydrated as well. Wow. So then the baking soda and lemon together, there's a lot of evidence showing how that cleanses the entire body and it improves your kidney function. Mm-hmm. So I would say acidosis, like people who have trouble with kidney stones or kidney disease or infections yeah. tend to be in a state of acidosis mm-hmm. in their kidneys. And this alkalizes the kidney so that it can help eliminate or reduce any issues you might have with kidney disease. It removes all the acids and toxins from the body and it's a mild diuretic. So that helps flush all those toxins out of the body and other unwanted things. Um, um, So then you're reducing the stress on your kidneys by doing this every morning as well. And then for um, skin health and the immune system, these toxins that are being flushed out through your kidneys, mm-hmm. a lot of them are are toxins that do affect your skin and uh, and also your immune system. So again, you're flushing those out. And these, um, I, I'll, I'll wait to see if this is true or not, but apparently it also <laughs> removes the toxins that cause um, premature aging and wrinkles. Well, that's wonderful. So I'm hoping I'm going to look like... <laughs> 50 in a few weeks rather than 61. So okay. we'll see if that works. <laughs> We're standing by. And lemon, of course, we know that lemon's a source of vitamin C and antioxidants, and it prevents free radical damage as well. Um, and uh, and heart health. I was reading oh, about really? heart health as well. So it reduces the bad cholesterol mm-hmm. and boosts the good cholesterol and reduces arteriosclerosis, all the plaque buildup yep. in your arteries, heart disease, all that stuff is all mitigated. And then it also contains new nutrients like vitamin C and potassium and fiber. So it it also helps with health of your heart. So it's like really a broad spectrum, you know, big bang for your buck having, uh, having that every morning. So what if you don't have it? Do you notice the difference? Well, I don't know because I haven't not had it. Like I was just so sold as soon as I started. Like, like we, we, we will, we can get into this more later on another topic, but I know you and I want to talk about 
how we become so in tune with our body yes. that you know when something's good for yes. it and when it's not. And, and uh, that's 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 an important uh, discovery that I've made yep. is that by doing what I'm doing with food and nutrition and exercise and doing things like this hack yep. here we're talking about now, you become so in tune with what's uh, beneficial and what isn't that you, like, as soon as I took it, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, this is really resonating really well with me. I feel like it's really a good thing to be doing because there's been times where I've tried other things I've read about yeah. because it's not for everyone. Yeah. Everyone's an individual. I you, love this. You have yes. your own, your own DNA, your own mm-hmm. microbiome, all the bacteria. Everyone's a complete individual. So, Although I'm raving about this and it's really working wonders for me, it may not resonate with other people. But I think we have to let go of that idea that everybody's just going to stand up and do the same thing all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. There isn't one solution There isn't one thing everyone. and you share it. And there's different stages and different things. And I, and I think people mm-hmm. get discouraged when they hear something and they hope that they can connect to it the same way and then they don't have the same experience. Yeah. That just means there's something else at that time for them. Exactly. You know, yeah. and we can yeah. all learn from each other and share. But if you wanted to try something other than lemon juice, uh, another choice is apple cider vinegar, organic apple cider vinegar. The naturally. The natural, with the Mm -hmm. mother in the bottle, yeah. Because it works very well too. Again, it's an acid, but it's alkalizing to the body. It doesn't create acidity in the body. It alkalizes and reduces the acidity. So if you do the same thing, you could take a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, organic, yes. and mix it with the half a teaspoon of baking soda again. Let the reaction occur, all mm-hmm. the bubbles finish, and then you just top it up again with water. And that's another alternative, which will have uh, similar benefits to what we've just talked about with the uh, lemon juice. Oh, I love it. I look forward to starting that. Yay. Yeah, I've been waiting. <laughs> so that does it for another episode of Dead Set on Living. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope that you've picked up some helpful tools to incorporate into your daily life and routine. If you want more information on what was talked about on today's show, you can head over to the show page at deadsetonliving.com. Be sure to subscribe to the Dead Set on Living podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. That way you'll always be up to date whenever a new episode is released. As a listener, you are vital to the success of our show. By leaving a rating and review, you'll help us reach more people and continue to put out kick-ass content. Also, every time you leave a rating or review, a fairy in the forest will get its wings. But seriously, what you think is important to us and to the growth of our show. Until next time, live life and be well.